Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. So much for having me. No, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're here. Many dance students face a lot of challenges just throughout their training, uh, throughout their journey to being a dancer. And for someone who is now at your level and dancing at your intensity, there's no doubt that uh, you have somewhat of a good idea of how, what really your body needs to, to keep it fueled. Um, but that being said, while you were training um, and throughout your journey to where you're at now, did you ever face any challenges that came along your way? And, you know, if so, how did you feel you overcame them? Yeah, you know, I think um, just relative to food in particular and to um, body image, weight, that kind of thing. Actually, um, as an aspiring ballerina, I was kind of in this really awkward in-between phase uh, growing up for a lot of my life where I was really, really skinny. It almost looked like I had a bobblehead. It was hard for me to build, um, you know, a lot of muscle mass and uh, weight and keep the weight on. Um, so for me, you know, I just had that, like that teenager uh, kind of prepubescent quality. The calorie intake was really important for me. Um, I think that you know, that translated to dancing in a large way, in the sense that it was hard for me to build a lot of like muscle mass. Um, my knees might have looked bent. Um, it looked like, you know, I looked really kind of like weak and scrawny. It's hard to have as much of a presence. So I think for me, it was just a matter of um, really coming into my own. And again, just, uh, you know, trying to look as mature as possible as I was going through my dance training. That hits home with me so much because I've also been the kind of person who's just always been the smallest one of the group and never even, if you ever did right. a sign on stage, you're kind of like, you never really fit in. <laughs> it, was, it was always like, yeah. right in the heights. Um, so that's really interesting to hear. And just to hear, you know, how you had to work on an issue that sometimes we don't hear about, which is actually gaining weight and gaining yes. muscle. Um, I work with a lot of dancers who do deal with that. So that's important. Yeah. Now, I will say, was there ever like a specific time that you could even pinpoint in your training where you started to make somewhat of a connection that what you were actually putting on your plate was either helping or maybe even hindering your success in, in the classroom? Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, I've always been the kind of person to eat everything. Um, I've never calorie, calorie restricted. Um, 
I've been mindful about what I have eaten. Um, but, you know, again, I think it was just a matter of growing up and sort of coming into my own. I, I know, at least for myself, there's even like currently I feel um, like I would like to be viewed as, you know, a person, a woman with even sex appeal, even when there's certain casting that has a lot to do with body type. So um, what I would say is that uh, where I've become more aware of what I've been eating is when I was dancing with the company and performing eight shows a week. I was in the court of ballet. I was working like crazy. Um, so again, it was hard for me to keep weight on in a way, even though I was eating bowls and bowls of pasta, bowls of ice cream, cookies, candy, like steak, you name it. I was eating everything. And um, I actually became more mindful about something like dessert, uh, not because of what it was doing um, visually to my body, because it wasn't exactly having an effect, but what it was doing to me energetically. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was um, a really big turning point for me. So that was kind of the um, a really pivotal moment for me with, with food. And I have a very all foods fit, non-restrictive approach to what I teach. There does come a time where you have to try and make more mindful decisions for the impact on your performance. You know, having a performance start at 7.30, having a cupcake at 6.45 is not necessarily going to be the best thing that's going to get you through that two and a half to three hour performance. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, shifting gears a little bit to um, body image, and I think you really already touched a lot on this, you know, dancers definitely face a ton of pressure, right, when it comes to body aesthetics. I mean, we are obviously immersed in a visual art that ha has everything to do with our body and um, a visual sport that's also very physical. So how have you been able to keep a very positive mindset towards body image, even throughout when you were more of like a pre-professional trainee, um, and perhaps not even at the point you're at now, how are you able to just keep a positive around that? You know, I think I have two things to say about, you know, body image. And, and the first is, I think we're really lucky. We're in a generation where there are a lot of different kinds of people, a lot of different kinds of dancers, and we have those people as examples. So it's really wonderful to look around and be able to see that ballet dancers come in all different forms now and that, um, you know, eating disorders and, um, and anorexia is something that isn't as prevalent these days. So I think it's great for this generation to be able to see that and be able to pull from that. But I also really believe in the power of the art form itself. I think that ballet is extremely transcendent and for that reason, usually when I'm watching a performance, I'm not necessarily as focused on the person's body as I am on their ability to tell a story, for example. So I think that that's also particularly important for, let's say, the next generation to understand. We're also super focused on technique and just the physical ability of dance and of the, the sport and the art form. But the more we focus on that and the less we focus on artistry and the ability to transcend people is when bodies and aesthetics become more obvious and more in our faces. So I think that being able to gear ourselves toward just 
again, being able to have human emotion and contact and relation to audience members is what's so important. It's like, I couldn't care less what a person looks like if they're able to move me. So I think that that's, you know, a really important uh thing that I like to keep in mind and that I think that everyone should keep in mind, especially those growing up. Um, it's just important to place an emphasis on that. Yeah, I think I think the artistry of dance is something that for us, I don't want to say older generations, but who are in that level or in that stage of being the dance world, like message to the younger ones because of social media now. I mean, it, we definitely are seeing more of um, like contortions and uh, a lot of poses that it's easy to get a picture of that really it doesn't let you introduce the artistry behind it so honestly seeing having you like take us through Giselle just this past fall on your Instagram oh. was so incredible seriously because I think that's just like the epitome of being the artistry in ballet um and how important that is so I couldn't agree with so you important. I think that's such an important, important point, especially nowadays, just because, again, we do have so much access uh, to social media, which can be really great for inspiration and motivation, but can also be really tough if we're not really getting that emotional one-on-one -on -one connection. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Walk us through a day of how you're balancing your meals and snacks and your busy schedule of dancing. Yeah, um, you know, I think uh, obviously I, I also feel that it's really important to listen to your body. So for example, um, for me, I've never been a big breakfast person. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, I know, like I grew up in that generation of breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And for that reason, I definitely make an effort to have breakfast. I totally, you know, believe in fueling your body, especially before you start work. So I'll enjoy an egg and cheese sandwich or, or I like to pack sometimes um, an apple and, and nuts, um, things that are easy to eat kind of on the go, energy bars. I really love peanut butter. So, you know, I try to definitely be conscious in the mornings about bringing stuff with me to work so that when I'm at work and I have a very small window between rehearsals to grab something, I'm not going to Dwayne Reed and getting cookies or chips. I'm making sure that I'm prepared, have something that has a little bit more nutritional value and that will help to fuel me better throughout the day um, in my bag already so that I don't have to go to those quick, quick fixes um, at the drugstore. Uh, when I'm fueling for performances, as you say, you know, you could be on stage for three act, a three act ballet could ten o'clock at night. You know, it's important for me to be able to uh, have a big enough meal. I like to have, um, you know, starches like bowl of pasta. I like to have maybe a piece of fish, uh, fruits and vegetables, maybe banana or an apple or berries. Um, Again, a handful of nuts uh, is really delicious. Um, so I definitely, I think as well for me, I don't, I also grew up with the food pyramid. So I didn't have this generation of, of people saying, you know, go keto, go vegan, go vegetarian. And as much as I totally respect all of those different schools of thought, and I wish I could go without meat because I like that idea of, you know, kindness towards animals and and the environment um i've just always eaten everything listening to my body seeing what my cravings are telling me to eat 
Um, so yeah, I really switch it. I, I like to switch it up. Sushi, Indian food, um, Ethiopian food, Italian, you name it. Like I'm, I'm down, <laughs> I'm down for it. I think it's wonderful. I think it's very refreshing to hear that you, a lot of your food choices are really coming from in- intuition, you know, as a dancer and someone who is navigating, just going from classes to rehearsals to performances throughout their day, your intuition with food has to somewhat come with the idea of knowing how you're going to feel as a result of that food. So it's not just like what you need in the exact moment, but it's also what's going to best serve you because you're active most of the day, like unlike a unlike a normal person, right? We, we are more yes. active population. So um, I think it's very refreshing to hear that most of your choices are not being based around these ideas and these trends that you're right, maybe weren't around like when we were, you know, in the 2000s and the 90s, but now we're just being swarmed by, for example, intermittent fasting as just being a very non-practical situation, especially for someone who would be dealing with the Met season right now and having a three-hour performance. It's great that you're really going by not just what you're craving, but yet like you're honoring that, but you're also thinking about what's best going to allow you to do your job. Yes, absolutely. And I think also a big part of that is at the end of the day, I think people are really focused on weight and losing weight. But at the end of the day, if you're not fueling your body, that leads to injury. And then it doesn't matter how skinny you are anymore because you're not on stage anymore. You're not being able to perform or fulfill your duties. So it's really important to take care of your health first before aesthetics, before, you know, a certain image, because you don't, you want to protect yourself so that you can continue to do what you love to do. Absolutely. You know, the bottom line, restricting yourself will not just lead to psychological issues with food, but at the end of the day, will promote injury. And not only is that going to inhibit you from being on stage, but it's going to inhibit you from being able to do petit allegro, being able to, you know, take part in your classes. That, that's such a good point. It's really, it would have such a um, impact on someone's training, like what they're trying so hard to work at. Yeah. going to inhibit it. So uh, now to kind of pinpoint that a little bit, do you have a go-to pre-performance snack that you like to have or meal or snack? Yes, um, I usually like to have pasta, like, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's just plain pasta with butter and cheese. Um, I also like to have, again, you know, it can, it can change depending on uh, the day, but I like to have some protein of some form. So it could be a hard boiled egg, it could be um, some sashimi, it could be, uh, again, you know, a, like some steak, whatever it might be. I like to have fruits and vegetables as well, again, just for the vitamins and the nutrients. Um, and just drink a lot of water, hydrate. Um, it's something also that I think we forget that's a big part of nutrition is just being able to have water. <laughs> you know, usually after the show, I will enjoy, again, um, some some dessert that's serves me better right before I go to sleep than before the performance, as you say, then my energy levels and the way I feel is, is just going to be on more of a roller coaster ride. Um, so, but you know, it's interesting because after a performance, sometimes I find that I still have so much adrenaline. It's like I, it takes me a couple of hours 
to wind down from that show to regain appetite. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's nice to be able to like, it's part of a routine to be able to relax on the couch and veg out and just mindlessly watch a TV show and enjoy, you know, ice cream or something like totally part of being, I think, a balanced dancer and a balanced person is to be able to enjoy the work and the play. Um, And I think that ties to food as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, post-performance, it sounds like even if you do have a lot of adrenaline, even if it's late, even if it's like, I know from just seeing ABT at the Met, there there will be times where I won't get back home until 1030. I I can't imagine you guys, you probably get home 11 o'clock or later. Exactly. Once we're done changing out of costume, taking our makeup off, jumping in the shower, commuting, it's it's definitely, it's a late night. Um, Yet then it's true. It's like the turnaround time becomes very quick. You know, all of a sudden it's like, oh gosh, I have to be up in like (laughs) nine or 10 hours to do this all over again. So there should be as well, you know, some mindfulness depending on maybe what the schedule is the next day to Mm -hmm. be able to say, okay, there really is a short window of, of my body being able to digest whatever I'm putting in it right now. So how am I still, even though it's, it's still tonight and we're talking about tomorrow, how am I going to be able to best fuel my fuel myself for my day of rehearsals and performances? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is such a good point because even what you are doing the night before will impact your body tomorrow, especially when it comes to a very intense schedule at your level and at your intensity of dancing, recovery is such an important aspect of, of really fueling your body, even though you're technically going to sleep on it. Um, like you said before, you value your sleep. That's a huge part of your body's recovery process in order to just really be able to last sustainably for that eight week period, such a strong, um, such a long and strong season. Yes. Uh, so another question, how about mid-performance? Do you ever feel like you need to pick me up? Like some, maybe it's a longer performance, maybe like Swan Lake, for example. So what do you do go to in midway? Yeah, you know, I, again, I, um, this is also tricky because uh, I like to be a good company member and not eat in costume. Um, you know, there are times that we're like having to get ready between acts and, and there's really no time to like chill, um, you know, as if it's a normal day. So again, I have to be mindful about what I'm putting in my mouth, what I'm eating over my costume even. Um, so things that don't stain such as nuts or banana or an apple or, you know, even some crackers, whatever, again, I might feel like is going to be quick and also is going to protect the costume um, is something that I'll go for. Uh, Sometimes I'll even uh, have something to drink like, um, you know, I'm sure there are uh, many different schools of thought even on something like Gatorade, but having a drink where it's replenishing electrolytes, um, whether it's even putting in a packet of emergency into a bottle of water, um, you know, something again, that's going to just help my me to keep my my sugar levels up and continue to replenish all of the salts and electrolytes that I might have lost in all of my sweating that I just previously had done. Um, mm-hmm. Those are things that I like to to go to in the middle of a performance. Yeah, so, such a good point. I mean, aside from the fact that we sometimes wouldn't even think about the fact that you have to be mindful of obviously not staining the costume, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that's so true. I never actually yeah. thought about that, but it's so true. 
Um, quick options that are also going to be more easily digestible. Like you said, bananas, apples, another great option, nuts. So that was really cool to hear. Um, and now finally, Skylar, I asked pretty much all my followers this question a lot. So I want to ask you, what do you think it means to be a healthy dancer? Uh, I think that to be a healthy dancer, um, it's about, again, having a positive image of yourself. Um, we all obviously struggle with self-esteem in one way or another, but I think that as long as we um, stay level-headed and not let the pressures of either society or the art form or our teachers or directors get the better of us, um, it's just, again, it's like beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So what I might like, another person might not like, and so forth. So I really um, want to stress that there's not one right answer, not one right way to be. And I think that is really awesome. And it's a good thing to keep in mind. It's good to have perspective. And so a healthy dancer is somebody who is really content with themselves and in themselves and, and confident and exudes confidence. Again, if somebody presents themselves in a really um, uh, confident way, I'm going to enjoy their work, um, enjoy listening to them, watching them, speaking to them. Um, and I probably won't be paying attention to what they look like. So um, I think that it's important to keep those things in mind. It's not, you know, there's not one ideal. You look around the world and there are people of all different kinds of shapes, sizes, colors. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. We're lucky that in our day and age, um, people are more accepting of each other. Mm -hmm. And it's good to continue pushing those ideals forward. Um, and especially with ourselves, it's hardest to be accepting of yourself. And it's a constant, you know, struggle and learning process. But, uh, but it's important to maintain positive image and, and hope and, and focus on the important things like your, your dreams. Yeah, I, I think that's such a great point. And, you know, having the positive positivity, and I think a big word here also is just trying to build your own confidence, because um, that's what's going to you, you know, help a dancer succeed long term sustainably, just being confident with their with themselves, whether it's their technique or their eating choices uh, throughout the day. So Skylar, thank you again for coming on here. And to hear that food is something that not only is fueling your performance, but is actually something that you are taking pride in throughout the day and enjoying, you know, whether that is a um, egg and cheese sandwich or whether that's an ice cream sundae, like <laughs> thank you again. Uh, and you know, we, we will obviously be in touch and yeah, that's pretty much yes. it. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure to speak to you. And I really, you know, enjoy everything that you have to say. So I really appreciate you having me on and letting me talk about this really sensitive topic, but that is important to acknowledge. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Skylar. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay, great. My pleasure. <laughs>